dear listeners uh, welcome to this episode of uh, our podcast uh, talent cone uh, as you know this season uh, which is season 3 is all about assessments and and when talk about assessments we are not talking so much about you know tools and technologies but we are talking much more about the broader concept of how will we really assess people uh, i have a very special guest with me this uh, this episode but uh, before i introduce him uh, just to give you a bit of a background um, you know this particular one we are really looking at leadership and how do you assess leadership and more important i think is that what will be really look at from leaders in the future so uh, so let me introduce my guest uh, you know uh, i've got with me rohit thakur who's the chro of ptm uh, one of the companies uh, i think uh, which is changing the face of you know financial inclusion and and conversion in a way in, in india uh, one of the largest employers as well now in the financial space uh, in india uh, so rohit welcome very much to this podcast thank you bimal thank you for having me here looking forward to session yeah so so listeners we're going to talk about uh, this you know this this subject of leadership assessment in two parts and 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 that's what i'm expecting that rohit will bring in his perspective having worked in you know multiple industries uh, worked in different geographies you know different kinds of uh, roles as well uh, i think he'll bring in a very interesting perspective so let's dive straight in rohit and you know the first first part i want to really have a dialogue uh, with you about is that how do you think leaders you know will come across in the future in the sense that are we looking for something different from leaders in the future or is it the same old things which we've been sort of looking at for all times to come so people i think uh, the difference and the evolution of leadership and with that the evolution of leaders uh, is uh, is definitely is definitely has to continue and is continuing i think one of the biggest um, i would say uh, milestones we are in is we are in a post digital era Mm-hmm. the post digital era uh, calls for leadership skills and competencies uh, you know in in this era mm-hmm. some of the skills i think and competencies leaders will need which uh, in some ways you can say are similar in my mind it's got to be far more um, far more manifested in terms mm-hmm. of how they do stuff is uh, elements like uh, like critical thinking uh, like uh, like like storytelling uh, you know how, how do you how do you inspire people mm-hmm. uh, complex problem solving right uh, adopting the principle of uh, people first mm-hmm. uh leading digital transformation right. uh, so that we don't get disrupted uh, mm-hmm. in uh, in 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 companies uh, uh, uh and I, i also think developing trust and right. collaboration continually mm-hmm. uh, these are some of the traits that i i mean if you look at the traditional conventional i think those continue uh, yeah. you know the element of humility the element of uh, Of, of creativity, of of intellectual curiosity, and do, those elements continue. Right. Also, some of the things I mentioned right now are um, what I think could be the enhancers hmm. or the highlighters hmm. of leadership competencies uh, in the you know in in the future. Right, right. So no, that's a that's an interesting way of putting it, Rohit. You know, you use the word manifestation, and you know maybe some of these have to manifest much more than they have in the past as 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 you do you know there are a couple of these which i want to maybe delve into a little bit more uh, before we you know move on to the second part of our discussion you know when you for example talk about critical thinking or when you talk about you know uh, solving more complex problems particularly you know obviously the world has become far more complex and all that but that's a very generic way of putting it but are there are there examples or ways of thinking which you think just to illustrate these two particular points that how are they different from the past how do you see them 
uh, I think I would link it to the future of work because the future of work looks very different. Right. Uh, so let's say if, uh, from a focus on profitability or, or predictability and efficiency, yeah, we are moving to more of a focus on uh, speed to value and 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 uh, and innovating. Right. Uh, from a focus on having teams that are very siloed uh, and you know with very, with very coordinated handoffs, mm-hmm. we are moving to integrated cross-functional teams where there are no barriers. Right. Um, you know, from structured linear processes, we are moving to faster. Iterative processes, agile. Mm. Uh, from hierarchical decision making, we're moving to uh, more more collaborative decision making. Right. Um, and, and and of course, the entire level of automation, digitization, AI, machine learning that is also leading to uh, you know a, 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 a very different kind of you know how we work. And I think some right. of these elements, um, you know, as the world is changing, business is changing, mm. our talent also must change. Mm. And in that sense, uh, you know, some of the things I mentioned, critical thinking or complex problem solving, um, uh, you know, uh, evolves uh, with that element of um, of what's happening around us in mind. Right, right. No, that's, a, that's a, yeah, I, I certainly agree with that. And, you know, I, you know, I just want to make a comment before we move forward is that, you know, uh, it almost looks as if from from a couple of the things you said, one is that you know we will we will in a way look at leaders to bring in all the stuff we were anyway they were bringing in, and they will add two or three more layers of complexity in terms of saying here are the five other things I will look at you from you know kind of a thing. So the leader's task is going to become extremely you know difficult. And I think the other other comment I think uh, is is important to make is that you know all the all the studies show you that. While the world is changing very quickly, uh, but anthropological studies show you that human mind is not, you know, it, it takes millions of years to actually adapt, you know, and, and develop. So it will be interesting to see how leaders really, you know, cope up with this, you know, uh, with this increased demand and, and, and yeah. perhaps a demand which is, uh, you know, already being seen around us that there are not, there are a lot of traditional companies which are falling by the wayside. A lot of leaders are falling by the wayside, and you know, we we just saw that the tenures of leaders everywhere across the world, including in India, is you know becoming shorter and shorter because survival is a is a, is a big problem. So 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 you know, while you mentioned these few things, I'm also uh, hearing maybe almost an underlying thing is that there are many many things we are looking for leaders to do, yeah. and in addition to what they were already doing earlier, you know, so it's yeah. almost like a stretch kind of a, a requirement, if you will. Yeah, no, absolutely, Bimal. And I think leadership uh, has, in my mind, has always been one of the most critical secret sauces for success or failures, uh, right. you know, in uh, for any individual or for any company. Mm-hmm. And I think the the responsibility on on, on leaders uh, is uh, is only going to go up, or has already, you know, kind of gone up. And I'm just uh, I'm just hopeful, and I'm just wondering that I hope leaders get it. Uh, sometimes leaders don't get it, and 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 sometimes you know there's this, um, the role. The role itself gives you a certain position, power, mm-hmm. and uh, a person. Uh, and people follow. People follow the position, power. Uh, but is the leader really maximizing the team's potential, maximizing mm-hmm. his or her own potential? Is mm-hmm. I think what the what the question or the self reflection you know yeah. for the for the leader is. Right. Yeah. You know. On a different aspect, Rohit, uh, you know, you talked about, uh, you know, more, more sort of, let's say, collaborative decision making and, you know, trust and, you know, bringing out the best in people and all that. Uh, And this issue of, you know, maybe uh, 
less hierarchy, if I may say so, if yeah. not complete breakdown of hierarchy. Now, you know, this is an area where particularly in India, it doesn't come easily to organizations and, and to many leaders. Mm. What what's your reflection on this aspect? You know, how are leaders really? And I'm sure there are like any any you know like any other trait and and characteristic. There are some leaders who are very good at it. There are some who are not so good at it. But I personally believe that this is an area where a lot of leaders are actually struggling. You know, if I put all of these things together, you know, building trust, uh, you know, taking people along, maybe picking up a 21 year old who's better than a 40 year old and giving great ideas and maybe even doing great execution. You know, how do you bring that person up? So what, what, what's been your experience over the last few years in these areas? You know, what, what is it that leaders should maybe, uh, you know, take a little bit more cognizance of and what can they do to improve some of these areas? You know, what I've seen uh, working, Bimal, is um, the proof of the pudding, right? Proof of the pudding mm-hmm. is an eating mm-hmm. edge, right? Mm-hmm. So I have seen um, leaders, um, you know, uh, break some of these mindsets when they actually experience um, when they actually experience it or or when they are coached around it. So I really think the element of coaching a leader is again, I think uh, it's extremely important for the person to understand that. And sometimes, you know, to coaching the leaders and uh, leaders doesn't get it. Um, in, in the example you gave, right. having a 21 year old uh, out of campus uh, or whatever, you know, do a project and that, and that person really uh, making a huge difference, you know, right. in the organization or whatever is one, one proof of the pudding. And I think, I, I think it's changing at least the hierarchical bit or the experience bit, mm-hmm. uh, I think is changing because of the startup ecosystem. You know, what you're seeing around us as how youngsters who typically be doing like, you know, uh, bottom of the pyramid jobs right. are now becoming CEOs, you know, right. of, of organizations and taking bets and taking risks. So, so I, I guess see, uh, Indian CEOs uh, are seeing that. That's, I think, mm-hmm. is point number one. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a height of caution to people with experience, you know, middle managers and above to say that, if they don't change, you know, if, if, if they are not continuously learning, right. uh, are not continuously pushing their leadership, mm-hmm. are not continuously going up a new S-curve, right. uh, you know, I see a lot of people getting very complacent, you know, in, in what they do and the industry they are in and, you know, the people they are around and they're very happy and they're very, and of course, they're, you know, they're doing very, very well, yeah. uh, you know, but uh, in the company they are in. But unless they build multiple S-curves for themselves mm-hmm. uh, as individuals, I, right. I see them at a higher risk than some of the youngsters coming in. Uh, right. I think the millennials are uh, far more confident, are, uh, you know, won't give too much of a, too much of a, I'm trying to use the right word, uh, won't, won't really, it doesn't matter to them for, for, for them to leave a job. You know, right. if, if they want to, if, if somebody isn't uh, uh, talking to them nicely or behaving right. nicely or, and so I think for so organization to harness that mm. and for middle managers, senior managers to kind of, you know, learn that. Mm. Uh, and I, I see Indian CEOs changing. I, I see right. Indian CEOs being more reflective because ultimately it's about winning in the marketplace. Right. And um, uh, I think the proof in the pudding is uh, whoever is able to uh, kind of, you know, like deliver, mm. uh, I see them taking bets there. Right. Yeah, I, I want to go a little bit deeper into, you know, one other aspect you talked about, which is, you know, this whole aspect of agility and, you know, failing fast. And, you know, we, we, we often say experiment a lot and, you know, the cycles are becoming shorter. So you move on very quickly and, you know, uh, take calls very quickly. And, you know, how do you, how do you balance this? Because you also talked about reflection and, you know, one of the, one of the challenges I see for a lot of leaders is that, the, you know, somewhere they get a little bit disbalanced if i may use that word between taking action and being reflective yeah uh, what, and and it's almost 
you know two sides of the same coin you know uh, so 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 what's what's been your experience or your reflection on this this particular aspect how do you balance this you know it's challenging bimal it really is challenging because at one level if a leader has a certain output you know mm-hmm. to give or, or to come up with the leader expects a certain level of stability in terms of the team in terms of you know uh, the goal post being the same it was uh, almost the same it was when the target was given right yeah. uh, if the goal post keeps on changing like my team is suddenly made to change i've suddenly given you know, three other things that i wasn't planning to do uh, earlier or whatever else uh, comes at me or or the or the manner in which i'm supposed to be um, a person a leader is supposed to be um, delivering right uh, the, the the tracking mechanism changes or so on hmm. i i think it does unsettle that is a reality of uh, of of i think uh, how it works but i think it also is as long as the in my mind uh, if the change can be explained hmm. uh, about you know why is this change happening you know right. why is the person still critical what is the support the leader will get if suddenly three additional tasks are, are coming in or five members of the team who critical are moving out to some other task and the person has to now hire somebody else and still deliver in the same time mm-hmm. uh i think that is when it becomes uh, easier because i i also i also believe that everybody is working in an organization because they want to give it the best correct and nobody comes thinking that okay i i'm i'm here to have a free ride you know so i i think the complexity i see or the challenges i see is when the when the change is made but it's not explained mm-hmm. um and that is when i think the agility becomes uh, chaos you know right. in, uh, right. in a certain sense and then chaos leads to uh unnecessary uncalled for um, uncalled for results which actually hamper the team so uh that's that's my experience i mean it, it is tricky and, and like i said it's you know there's no silver bullet but i've just seen the more one can explain um, and then of course the personal characteristics of the leadership uh, personal i have to say yeah I, i i have a you know what i learned in one of my earlier companies with the growth mindset right I say yeah i mean you know yes it's a certain, certain thing or there i was going very much with my blinders on this but there's a new way to learn and and that's where the individual traits are talking about the new s curve uh, you know as i'm kind of uh, i'm classifying as that for individual as long as the person is on that trajectory the person is fine to kind of you know adapt and change otherwise uh, that can be a also a big um, hurdle yeah. yeah no that's a good point because i think for for leaders to be able to you know manage change they have to first perhaps change themselves a little bit and you know agree almost almost you know the point you're making about humility that you know almost agree that i was going in a particular path this is not what the market is telling me yeah. if the market's giving me a different signal i have to make the changes yeah. and then you know communicate that and you know handhold people through that process and you know make sure that like you said not only people understand but then are behind the leaders rather than getting disillusioned if you will that you know uh, you know we're moving a bit too quickly and we don't know why we are doing it kind of yeah thing. yeah right that right. becomes a bit of a challenge yeah. okay so so rohit let's 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 move to the other part of our conversation and you know which is about right so if if all of this uh, is required of the leader and we are saying that you know these are these are you know going to become more and more important as we go along from a manifestation point of view how do we check these out because you know if you if you look at uh, you know when i talk to a lot of chros and cxos and ceos one of their very for many of them you know one of the very typical laments is we went through 6 to 9 months in selecting a leader either internally or externally and now we are finding that the person is not up to the task you know now now of course there are two parts one is that uh, you know uh, the process itself could be you know faulty or 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 you know so you're not coming up with the best possible uh, fit you know if not an absolute fit 
but more important is it could also be that we sometimes have too many expectations of leaders you know but uh, but but going back to the first part around you know the 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 process the methodology and you know how would you really bring in a certain degree of surety and maybe this thing saying you know if i'm going through a leadership selection process of some kind internally externally whatever it is how do i ensure that i get the best out of this because you know this whole area of assessments and and i'm not wanting to go into you know specifics of tools and stuff but how do you really assess early enough that you know this is somebody who will fit the bill for this kind of a role you know particularly at leadership levels mm. so i think one of course as judishi mentioned some time back was around uh, the element of history you know to, to look at the track record of uh, leaders and the reference strong reference checks and kind of you know how have they come through some of these elements and i think just taking that element forward is um uh, uh starting assimilating the leader well mm-hmm. you know history is a certain part and it's definitely shows a certain level of uh, predictability but once a person comes into a new environment and like i said with new challenges and mm-hmm. uh, new organization new people and so on i mean uh, i i again have been i've seen so many people who are yeah. again one of my earlier companies who were amazing in their in their earlier company and mm-hmm. and and had been in the company for 20 years doing multiple businesses multiple jobs and outstanding the minute they left the company and joined a new company they were disasters mm-hmm. uh, you know so i i would just say that how does a person assimilate it uh, into a new culture mm-hmm. um how does the person what is the buddy system does the company have right. a buddy system for for right. a new, new person coming in i've seen again a lot of leaders as they shift jobs they take their earlier teams with them oh, so they, they they just the same people move around one company to the other company to the yeah. other company i mean and and sometimes very successful i've seen very successful leaders do this so i'm not i'm not critiquing it oh. i'm i'm like i'm not criticizing it i'm just commenting on it i'm saying that hey you know can a leader uh, you know work in a environment uh, of the new team and how does the leader understand uh, you know how the new how the team feels about him or her so i, I think in the name of new manager assimilation Right. something that i've seen happening in uh, in uh, in various organization best in class organization we do that at atm as well uh, after the person has been there for uh, for 3 to 4 months and uh, have a very honest discussion or, or dialogue with the team and the leader in a confidential format about how the leader is coming across uh, how has that happened um, is the is the manager investing time you know in in the person i was saying hey when leader comes in and leaders have you know that entire situation situation leadership model Right. of how is the leader's manager or leader's leader uh inducting the person uh, right. you know hey i've got a person ceo there now the person will figure you know go do stuff make it happen i mean you sink or swim now that can work that may not work you know in, in a different environment so I, i think how is the manager in that sense uh, accountable for leader's success uh and then of course i i think human resources plays a very critical role right in uh, orchestrating or uh, bouncing of thoughts or uh becoming a conscious keeper or you know um, something for the new leader coming in mm. so that the person gets uh, gets direct feedback i'm i'm always you know that old 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 granny stole a tale about emperor's clothes Sorry. you know how, how how do the leader know you know where the leader how the leader is poised how people are thinking about him what's good what's bad mm. and in that sense constantly pushing i mean does uh, is human resources more of a rts like you know what i call a kind of ready to serve yes yeah. sir whatever you want sir is, is is that the kind of a team i have or do i have somebody who can who can execute definitely deliver but can also question can also stand their ground can also show the mirror 
uh, without really uh, without uh, impacting the person's confidence. Right. And, and I think that's where human resource professionals have to get uh, mature, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and 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 understand the business so that as they give feedback, it's right. feedback in in sync with what the uh, what is needed of, of mm-hmm. the business as well. Mm-hmm. So I, I think these are some elements I think again can help a person. So these are all my parts of a person settling in, right? right. Which, which right. can uh, help the person there. And after that, it's about how is the person um, on the job, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and, and and that's where the elements of is the person doing round tables? Is the person got a you know ear to the ground? Is the person delivering? Uh, you know, and, and I think that's where the feedback mechanism again, in terms of action coming in, you know, what you what what you, what you don't measure, you know, mm. uh, it doesn't happen, right? So how how do you measure the stuff, and how do you, how do the leader mm. told about that stuff, uh, and how do the leader then act upon it? Right. Are, are ways where I've seen um, I've seen success or or failure again. So I I, I think. We many companies take leadership as uh, you know it's like okay it's, okay it's happened it's happened the person's come in or the person will do well but I think there's a lot of uh, mechanisms that happen after that hmm. our ecosystem has to be built around that strengthen that so to make the leader successful. So so Rohit, I'm hearing you say uh, two or three things right so and, and let me recap them and you can correct me if I'm wrong. So one you're saying uh, more than the assessment before the person is hired into a role, the assimilation process is a, is is perhaps a little more critical in making the person successful, number one. Yeah. Yeah. But we are also saying that human resources can play a very critical role apart from the senior management or the manager of the individual in assimilating and ensuring this thing. And the third one you are almost saying, and I maybe I'm putting it in different words, but you know, keep checking the person almost once the person joins around performance, how is he doing? Is he acting on feedback? How is the feedback going? So the assessment process actually doesn't stop when the person is hired, but you're almost assessing the person ongoing basis for the next few months or maybe a year or so to make sure that the person is successful in the job or then whatever needs to be done, right? Is, yeah. that, a, is that a fair summary of uh, uh, what, what you said? I, I, I think it is. It is, Bimal. And I think somewhere, I think somewhere in many corporations, uh, investment in HR hmm. is considered a support function, support, uh, you know, is, isn't really there. And I think... Uh, I think if you look at the job trends on the future, if you look yeah, at some yeah. of that list that uh, companies produce, I think HR, I think is number two or number three on the list of a of, of a function that is going to thrive in the future, right. uh, as long as you do the right HR people. You right. know, so I think investment in the right HR talent, investment in the right HR tools, which I think uh, many organizations consider the, one of the last resorts to kind of uh, invest in. Right. Uh, I think as one uh, starts uh, uh, doing that more proactively. I think it'll, I really think it'll be a big game changer, uh, you know, in terms of uh, how organizations and leaders succeed. Right. So, so Rohit, you know, slightly different question, and, and going back to you know, linking it to some of the things you were talking about earlier around you know, critical thinking, you know, making the best of people in your teams and so on and so forth. You know, how would you, you know, apart from the track record and as you said, performance of the individual. What's been your experience of actually checking some of these things out before you, you know, particularly for external hires? See, for internal hires, you have a lot of data. So you can actually, you know, see and 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 you know use that, whether it's performance data or people data or whatever it is. But how do you how do you deal with external hires? Is there a are there any tips you can give us saying, you know, these are possibly some additional ways of checking out or assessing people before they come in? Because you know, the, the cost of a wrong hire is huge, particularly at senior levels. So how do you how do you bring in that element? I think the interview process, uh, you know, having different people meet the person, assess them on different traits, hmm. 
hmm. uh, is 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 one way to kind of you know see see the person. There are different interviewing styles, you know. But I think in, in what works for me best is to put the person at ease and really have a conversation, right? Um, and find out what what drives the person and so on, and really have different people assess uh, different traits. That's 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 one way of you do interviews. I, I think if, if people come in through search firms, you know, having the search firm. uh not just be a paper pusher of right. giving you like you know five people and say okay now you do everything else motivate the person to come i mean many such firms do that they take huge monies from companies and they do nothing but kind of you know just giving you uh you know get the candidate on a table and then uh, to try to the candidate when the offer is got to be made so i, I think uh, really having search firms who can also get a lot of data points and feedback on the individual yeah. reports and conversations again is the second way mm-hmm. doing it with with search firms uh the reference checks like what we spoke some time back again are i i i think very very important i think some companies also using tools are using diagnostic tools at the time of recruiting right uh, to kind of you know look at uh, look at traits of an individual mm-hmm. and use that as a as just an additional data point you know, right. when they hire somebody as well so I, and i think that's in my mind is going to get uh, more and more uh, more and more used you know mm-hmm. as we as we go forward mm-hmm. some companies outsourcing you know some of these uh, certain elements of diagnostic testing to to other uh, to other institutes you know i i know some companies who who gave it to who give it to uh, campuses internationally and, and especially when they on, on on critical hires and have them do a evaluation before the person comes in for 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 interviews right the big thing is uh, which i also think is a critical constituent on the level of diligence one can do for leadership is what is the succession planning you know yeah. uh sometimes you know there's so much of fire all around you and you just need somebody to hold fort yeah uh, fast and somebody willing somebody with a good attitude somebody mm-hmm. with high energy somebody who's been through in the past and you and you do it you know because uh, the level of growth in certain organization the level of competition in outside the uh, you know so people are people do get uh, pretty fast at recruiting people so i, I again like i said there's no real there's no really simple bullet but uh you know and conceptually one can have many things to do but i think um, it depends on what uh, environment somebody is recruiting yeah, yeah right so that's interesting because you know uh, uh, we were doing so so couple of examples and then i'll uh, you know share one experience particular story with you yeah sure. uh, you know what is uh, when you talked about assessment for example you know a lot of companies now run you know like a almost like a fairly externalized assessment center they may or may not use the report for for the, yeah. for the yeah. as the only tool for decision making but uh, we do for example a lot of virtual assessment centers with companies you know not necessarily at the ceo level but certainly at the cxo level fairly extensive virtual assessments and we give the report to the company and that goes in as one of the inputs into this thing uh, you know sometimes it, it 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 i would say it works in a lot of cases if it is designed well but not always but also to go back to your other point about assimilation i think what some companies are doing very well is actually using these assessment reports more to make sure that if there are development areas highlighted then build it into the assimilation plan you know for example if so so you don't use the assessment only for selection in a way you know use the report to to select the best candidates in whatever way uh, along with other process of interviewing you know meeting several people meeting the board etc but use that report as a input into the assimilation that if this person is not particularly good at xyz then this becomes part of his growth plan in the next 6 months after the person has joined the company and you know that that to your point about 
you know, using strong processes before the selection, but linking it to assessment and assimilation actually becomes a, that becomes a very critical part. And that linkage, I think, is giving some good results in, in, in you know, in some of our experience when mm -hmm. we work with companies, you know. Uh, but the other story I wanted to tell you was, and, you know, to your point about context, you know, we did a very quick, uh, uh, you know, checking of last year with, with a few companies at CXO level, what is the length of time they take to hire a candidate? Okay, and the and the reason I tell you this is that you know there are there are companies which hire within thirty days, and there are companies which take eighteen months to hire a senior hire. You know, and and partly it's industry, but partly it's also that whole point about the diligence in the assessment process which you talked about. That you know, the 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 mindset is that the cost of making one wrong senior hire is so much that I would rather go through a very, very detailed assessment process, you know, even internally, you know, internal candidates take about 12 months to go through a full process, you know, including, like you said, coaching, you know, external assessment, uh, all of that. And you start preparing the person for a role actually 12 months to 18 months in advance rather. Now, that may or may not be possible in all industries and, and in all segments, I'm not very sure. But the thought process that you need to prepare and assess a person well ahead of its time and, you know, Companies have done this, you know, creating a leadership bench and so on. That seems to be actually quite a quite a good way to, uh, and, and seems to succeed as well because it's not just the organization's, uh, you know, uh, responsibility in a way. You are also shifting responsibility to individual, saying that we have assessed you, we've given you feedback, we've actually helped you in terms of, you know, creating a roadmap for you, finding your coach, whatever it is. Now it's also up to you that you get prepared for this role in six months time. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that I think thinking at senior leadership level seems to be, uh, you know, uh, at least, at least certainly prevalent with some kind of company. Sure. Right? That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, so Rohit, to, to, to close off, uh, you know, this, this discussion and, you know, we've got some great ideas from you. You know, you talked about this personal S-curve and I'm going to make this even more personal for you. So as a leader and forget about being an HR or, you know, playing the CHRO role, but you know, what are the two or three things you have picked up for yourself saying, I need to learn these two things in the next year or a couple of years, you know, what's your own S-curve if I may say so, you know? I think one of the biggest things for me is having, really having a growth mindset. Uh, mm -hmm. It's challenging myself to grow. See, sometimes, you know, I mean, I've got about 26 years of experience and, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, you learn things. I mean, I've learned things over time. I've had some great, amazing leaders working in some amazing companies. I'm working in one right now, but I'm learning a ton. Uh, it's about saying, uh, and it challenges me. And some of these companies really challenge you. And you say, hey, this doesn't sound right. I mean, this will yeah. be wrong. Uh, you know, do we, but then you say, no, but let, but let me go with the flow. Let me see yeah. how it is. Uh, and I think uh, really having a mindset, and it gets very difficult sometimes because, you know, you just, you just think it's wrong. I, I shouldn't do that this way. But then, you know, as you push yourself in that direction, as you maybe hear comments that you don't want to hear, you know, as you're doing that, uh, which come on to yourself and say, no, but I still have to, I still have to tread this path uh, to see how it actually ends for me, uh, you know, eventually. I think, I think that one part of truly having a growth mindset, a learning mindset, a thing which says that, um, you know, I don't know it all and I, and I have to see it in the experience it in a certain way. And that's, I think, one big, uh, big, big um, end goal, you know, for me to keep that thing going. And the second one I would say is to, uh, uh, is to have a certain uh, sense of, 
self assuredness mm. uh, because again as a leader uh, you have things come at you which uh, which uh, sh- which do rattle you saying hey, how, how can this be done or you know this is this is uh, this is impossible or whatever else or you know will, will i fail you know fear of failure and you say no but you know if i, if I have a certain level of self confidence say yeah let me just uh, put my head down and keep working on it Uh, see for me the function is a function you you yep. will do recruiting you will have leadership you will have coaching you will have development you will have you know your team management you will have uh, you know customers and i mean growth i mean those elements i think in any company a person mm-hmm. does a leader does is, is similar it's about in my mind the targets are more um, are, are more in the how than the what mm-hmm. and at least the way i'm approaching it is you know do i have these two hows kind of you know in some ways front and center so right. i don't fear failure uh you know if, if i fail and it's fine it's about how fast do you get up and uh, mm-hmm. you know keep keep moving in the next step where you don't fail and uh, and we have your growth mindset to say that whatever comes at you can you really take it as an experience and uh, and uh, and learn from it no great so roy thank you for sharing those those couple of personal leadership sort of you know uh, ambitions if i may call it that and you know certainly we hope that you will be able to you know move on those very quickly i have you know of course Uh, you, you you're already at a place where you're playing a very large leadership role so these are more you know uh, but but as you rightly point out for all of us uh, i think that continuous s curves are 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 important so so listeners uh, you know i hope you've got uh, you know some things to think about some things to reflect on rohit it's been lovely having this conversation you. with you thank you so much and 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 you know lots of insights so 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 we hope that people enjoy this podcast and you know we keep getting feedback on these podcasts about saying you know what have the loved about it so as and when that feedback comes in uh, we'll 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 certainly feed that into you and and into the system uh, so that we can keep continuously improving these you know dialogues with people if you will uh, these podcasts as you know are available to the community as free resources kind of thing for for learning so so thank you for coming you know in a way uh, making sure that you're contributing to the community as well apart from you know having a dialogue with me which i thoroughly enjoyed so thank, thank you, you so very much. much thank you thank you so much